3: Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: So, uh, we're, we just sat down in the, um, the Underwriters podcast studio here, and uh, we actually got some really cool people on. Uh, it's uh, me, Dennis DJ Jacobson, and uh, we're going to talk to uh, some people from Drift All-Stars. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, guys?
2: Yeah, it's not going to hear from Drift All-Stars. You might have seen me at the events. Yeah, doing a lot of live, presenting the live stream. But yeah, I'm one of the main people behind the operations and activation of Drift All-Stars currently and founded it. And uh, yeah, we also have a Lucas who looks after creative media. So Lucas, if you want to intro, intro yourself.
4: Hey, what's up guys? I'm Lucas and I'm also known as Bandana Boy. And I do all the videos and uh, media stuff for Drift All Stars and some other drifting stuff on, around the world.
1: Awesome! And and where are you right now?
4: Right now oh. we're in Dubai.
1: Sweet! Oh, what a great great place to live. You got probably good weather, right?
2: Yeah, it's pre- it's pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of. A lot of stuff happening in the drift world over here at the moment. So, yeah, uh, as the European season closes down, uh, typically in September, we start to get a lot more work over here in Oman, Qatar, UAE, Kuwait. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of building the scene over here as well because the guys need a bit of guidance and consulting. And we've been very... uh, we've been very active in the region last three years but kind of made the move this winter and uh yeah it's building the whole scene here in the off season while we have europe in the summer season
1: that's awesome you can do drifting all year long
2: yeah 12 months now, so 12 months a year and uh, taking advantage of 12 months of sun as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're brown all year long then
2: oh or I wish. sunburned <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: All right. Um we were just uh, thinking that we should talk about some um um some news and and what happened last season and what we can expect from the new season and everything.
2: Um yeah, so we've kind of given you a teaser of the calendar that we've kind of releasing. Um yeah, we kind of expanded internationally now it's just uh, we were known as a European series now it's more of an international series taking in the Middle East Europe and uh, Asia and South South Africa which is the African continent so we're now in three continents across the globe so yeah it's uh, like I said it's kind of going with our uh, international winter work in Dubai we we on the east side of our typical European calendar and uh We started, the more we kind of got bigger and bigger across Europe, the more global demand was there. And, uh, yeah, it's starting to be really interesting. And uh, I think that's the next stage of commercially expanding Drift all Now we're starting to get a lot more uh, support for the drivers. But with that, they need more global exposure. So the timing's been right, and it's kind of been a bit like three years in the making. But, yeah, it's looking set to be the biggest year yet for us this season.
1: Wow, that's awesome. And and, uh, what would you say, like... How was the the last season of of twenty fifteen? How good was it?
2: Yeah, it, the the thing for me is we're expanding every year. It's growing thirty forty percent exponentially. The attendance of the venues, the production of the venues, we're going from let's say smaller circuits to bigger international race circuits the finals were in that stadium in Poland which was a first for Europe and probably one of the biggest events in the globe last year and yeah every year it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and uh, I've always had a lot of different let's say dream venues on our kind of database last few years and now the sport gets more accepted internationally you know a lot more international promoters want to bring in the sport and it can't really be denied anywhere. It is the fastest-growing motorsport in the globe, and luckily we're one of the one of the one or two pioneers globally pushing that forward.
1: It's <laughs> a great spot to be in, then I guess. And um, you have been in Sweden a couple of times now. Uh, what do you What do you think of uh, of uh, the track, Grendal?
2: Yeah, Grandal was really good to us. Um, really, uh, James Dean probably kept it up the best. It's like it's like a roller coaster that circuit. Sort of <laughs> Um, walls. yeah it, it, like i've actually used a lot of concepts for that so we, we've actually consulted in two new drift tracks being built and I'm, I'm using a few ideas i have from grandel for uh, another custom build for the desert uh, desert venue so yeah it's cool uh we had stirrup and we had mantorp which was really cool as well but um yeah it's it's good to have some presence in scandinavia because there's a lot of really good powerful drivers up there and it's it's like a hotbed of drivers It's a bit like Ireland and England Poland and i think Scandinavia is one of those three hubs in Europe that's drifting's exploding in at the moment
1: oh wow so i i, got, I i've been wondering since we're doing media here at on rovers and and lucas you you've been doing media for quite a while what, what's it like like shooting for drift all stars in uh the last season you you've been traveling a lot haven't you
4: yeah i mean i've been around uh drift All Stars and Nile for the last three years and uh growing, it's growing and it's growing. In Sweden it's just like as soon as we hit Sweden the first time, a uh, whole like six, seven new drivers and they're they're just as competitive as the European-based ones, as uh, English-based ones. So, I mean, I'm very happy to add those guys to the roster. Uh, Shooting-wise, um, I definitely like to chase guys um, with my own car on the track. And, uh, uh, you know, working on that just to keep it, uh, keep it faster and so I could keep up. And uh, media-wise, I think it's, it's good. It's great.
1: You've been doing quite some 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 different projects like you you've been doing like the what we say the regular drifting shoots uh, the drifting movies but you've been doing some other things as well like new in in intuitive ways of shooting drifting haven't you
4: Yeah definitely definitely we just uh last year we got hooked up with DJI who pioneered uh, filmmaking uh, from aerial photography to uh handhelds so i mean uh it's cool cuz um a lot of new stuff is coming in and it's making our lives easier, getting it, putting it into a Hollywood style of filmmaking uh, in a sport like drifting. Drifting, what, two, three years ago was known as reckless driving, uh, related to street drifting and all that. And it's really in the fast pace is becoming into competitive sport to WRC to uh, even maybe F1. <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, I, I can't even imagine drifting going that big. It,
2: it's I, amazing. I, I think what's kind of cool is that I spoke with DGI last week and they were renewing our partnership with them and they were going, right, we just signed on RC. It's probably the second biggest motorsport in the world. But their most viewed motorsport, they had World Rallycross as well, their most mu- viewed motorsport was drifting. And uh, it can't be really, the, the DGI guys, Brought in a crew for Riga and they were kind of blown away at the the event, the live action, the driving. And a lot of traditional motorsports these days are quite boring. And drifting is ticking the box with not just the media, the spectators, the fans, but even our event promoters, host cities, tourism boards. A lot of people are now taking it seriously. And it's like a new age motorsport answer really to everything else. That's kind of the same mundane, boring motorsport at the moment.
4: You know, it's it, it definitely does help that when you go watch a drifting event, you see everything in one from one spot. You know, it, you don't need to uh, like in rally. You need to go to a another uh, side of the uh, the track to view one turn. You know, you get the whole action in one spot. It's it's exciting and, and people don't have to move around. It's it's good. They it's all up to us to move around and it's not too much moving. You know, I just got my skateboard, go from one turn to another. You know, two minutes there, two minutes there. It's really easy to shoot, and uh, you can really, really go above and beyond.
1: Yeah, and that's what you, you Lucas, and and Drift also really have done with the the media scene for for drifting the the last couple of years there, and especially during 2015. And um, should we should we talk about the 2016 season? What, what do you? Uh, what I just
2: add something on the media. Actually, like uh, there's a we have a really cool team of. Uh, Lucas Bandana boy Vincent Atomotion Matt Murray uh, Danny Cook a really top class aerial guy and the cool thing is I've been giving them some concept ideas and then it gets totally blown out of proportion so (laughs) like you've seen in Riga and Lithuania just to touch on something different it's Everyone can make a drift montage, but I think what we did last year, we kind of tested the water with the Riga video, and that blew people's minds. And then suddenly our people are going, geez, it's like a story. And uh, that's really got people's interest, again, in the sport, because we're sick of the same mundane montages. And I think maybe we step outside the box sometimes and make the drift videos and drift media content a lot bigger, better, Uh, being a very creative I'd say you know uh, because we don't really like to follow anyone else you just kind of do our own thing and set a new standard and we're lucky to have a pretty amazing creative bunch of film guys and uh yeah I think the last year was only a taste of what we could do and now we have a lot more support to do even a bigger bigger show this year
1: oh wow you want you want to expand on that on what, what we're going to say
2: um no i, I think just it, i think the team we're always thinking outside the box be it like we were probably one of the first to really push aerial footage two years ago and it's even a lot of companies we work with they're kind of surprised the the the, the extent we go to get the money shots a lot of people might be quite lazy getting the money shots and uh yeah it's just thinking outside the box doing different stuff that people don't have like it's a uh, I think even um, even when Ryan Turk and his crew came over they're surprised at the, the team and operations we have behind the media and the same team kind of helped produce the live stream which we're opening the ante in and um the tv show in 2014 was really cool really innovative which is free online also so we might give you all the links for that yeah
1: that would be good and
2: we'll we're about to launch a new uh the behind the scenes of 2015 busted and burnouts 13 episodes of the drama behind the drivers the series and everything so that gets released <laughs> in the next month and that glo- goes globally so yeah it's uh, even a lot of production companies that have come, we had a different production company do that and they were shocked at, like, let's say the storyline, the driving the, there's a lot of ammunition to the sport yet and uh, it's, uh, yeah and th- it's, I think and the it's me- only the, the beginning me- yeah, the media is only this, the start of this and it's a strong point of Drift All Stars and the funny thing is I still only think, uh, we still only think we're at 20% of what we can do so, yeah exciting times ahead
1: (laughs) very exciting times all right if you could leave 2015 with one one thing like what what was the best thing like the best location you were at or or the best thing that you did both both media wise and event wise
4: it's really hard to sum that up honestly. like every event was so different you know from London to Sweden to Eastern Europe to you know Poland Stadium. I mean it, it's really hard to say uh, I guess I guess it's all I, like, amazing.
2: Yeah, I, I could say I could say I could say that with saying that the Lithuanian promoter is sitting right beside me on Tanis. But yeah, the Lithuanian event I thought was probably one of the best from media events. Like we were drifting across a bridge in downtown Kaunas. The media was really cool for that. We had a let's say a lot of flexibility in that area in Lithuania.
4: They're very and, flexible.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I think Lithuania was like in Poland was cool and all in the stadium, but it had a lot of restrictions and the weather kind of put a dampener and things. But I think Lithuania was one of the more highlights. Riga is always really, really good, but with a lot of changes for that next year. Um, yeah, I I agree with Sweden, you. Now. I think Sweden, win, Sweden's yeah. always really, really good, but you know, uh, lacks a, a few things that we're working on for that area. But yeah. I think Lithuania collectively, between an event and media wise, was one of the nicest to work on.
1: Yeah, I remember looking at the the teaser video. Like, what? They're drifting on a bridge. Are they fucking crazy?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, we, we kind of like to do. Well, that's. Some, comes from me I like doing stuff differently like uh, I don't want to follow the sheep and let's say do all F1 tracks or normal race circuits Is if we go to circuit it has to be totally different to whatever any other drift series has and it has to be like lots of walls lots of danger because you're pushing the best drivers in the world so yeah and I think uh, even a lot of the tracks we've built in the Middle East is up the whole level because it just pushes the drivers to get better and expand and push them against walls
1: should we then move on to 2016? So uh, I'm really excited to know what's going to happen. You, um, I'm not sure if you have released the dates publicly yet uh, for 2016.
2: Um, you'll be finding out by the time this podcast goes live, this should be all released. But yeah, it's um, they've been, uh, like I said, a bit more of an international expansion. We have a new title sponsor, new uh, dates and... Uh, yeah, it's uh, the best things are worth waiting for, I think, with this one. Uh, a lot of the drivers have been uh, kept up to date what was going on, and currently there's cars winging their way across the sea at the moment to the first destination that you'll find out in the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's come with, uh, yeah, it's we're based in the Middle East, obviously kicking off in the Middle East and going to the European stops, which are all really interesting. Thailand's now at the end of the year, and then we have the grand final in Cape Town city center. All right, so South Africa can't wait to go there.
1: Oh, wow, that's an interesting venue! Um,
2: yeah, the luckily we have a really supporting host uh, city and partner down there, and uh, yeah, they've closed on half the city. It's there's been invitations sent out to the basically top. Top guys from the USA, from Japan, Middle East, uh, probably the top six from Drift All-Stars. So maybe we might have the first showdown where we see who actually is the best Drift driver in the world.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. I can't wait to see that. You spoke a little bit about Thailand. Um, Would you want to talk about what happened to that event? Wasn't it supposed to be earlier?
2: yeah it was meant to be earlier in the year. Um, it was a bit too early, and i I pushed for some changes because we 're actually using the they actually have a drift track, but the track they want to use is the g t track so basically um, the the route I wanted to use is totally new, and it links uh, an outside track against the wall and a fifty thousand seater grandstand against an inner track, and they have to put down the asphalt. And they had another GT track, so they're struggling for time to finish it. So they actually came back with us with a new proposed date and um, a new proposed date, and there's a festival on it as well in October. So that circuit had. Uh, World Touring Cars and I had the TCR series back to back and I had forty-five, fifty thousand 50000 people each weekend. So they think with this festival and uh, the biggest international drift event ever in Thailand, they're expecting similar numbers.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds awesome.
2: Yeah. So And the other thing is we've got to take into consider a lot lot of the, the logistics globally of these cars. so um, the one in Thailand should be a lot more Australian-Asian drivers with, I'd say, the top eight for Drift All-Stars, but the car's got to get around fast enough to get back down to Cape Town, so at the start of the year, it was a bit tricky with logistics, so it suits us all, it's a bit better at the end of the year.
1: All right. Uh, there have been some changes also uh, floating around on, on the internet and and uh, your press press releases and everything else. You're making some changes to the regulations. So would you yeah. like to talk a bit about that?
2: Yeah. So we we put out um we put out a bit of a feeler in speed hunters because we knew it would be a touchy subject. So I'll, it's quite funny the reaction. Uh, the we have forty cars in your well no we probably have about 80 drift cars to compete across the whole season but probably about 20 to 25 permanent entries so the whole idea of it is that we get guys into newer chassis so the newer chassis uh will then bring on more manufacturers more sponsors because that's what we're generally being asked the whole time it's what uh, why should nissan put in a new 370 z against a 25 year old nissan let's say and uh the all the drivers understand. All, uh, Even a lot of USA drivers agreed with us. Forma D agreed with us uh, in the way going forward. But um, it's maybe a bit too early. So basically, we're not going to bring it in for the next two years. But as a result of putting that to market, we had five 2015-2016 bills get confirmed. So it's going the right way. But maybe it's going to only affect 1% of the whole drift drivers in Europe, I think, but yeah, uh, it really showed an outcry from, let's say, um, the Drift fan base who thought it was going to affect them all, so uh, it had had really, really interesting feedback, which was really good for us.
4: (laughs) The way I see it is uh, the people that weren't really happy
2: about it, you know, are the
4: people that are using those cars and aren't in the pro level. So I guess it, it what it does is separates the men from the boys, the rookies from the pros. And, you know, you can start, nobody's telling you, get rid of your E30, don't practice no more. It's going to get too expensive. But to the point where you want to be a pro driver, you have to, Give up some things. You gotta, you gotta make yourself out be outstanding. You have to, you know, put yourself out there for the sponsors and make them impressed. Because if you're gonna rock up in an E30, you know, BMW is not gonna pay attention at you. You know, you have to, you have to be in the newest chassis to be able to pick up those sponsors. And you know, that's that's that's
2: the. That's how it's supposed to be. And I think one of the biggest things came off good was was the interest of manufacturers. There was, it's like the sport has finally arrived. Like the Mazda, the Ford, the BMW, the Jaguar, the they're all making nice high end. They're all making noise about the sport, and it's such a cheap, cost-effective sport for them to jump into. But do they compete against a 25-year-old Nissan? That's the question. And yeah, it comes at the cost of maybe losing some. Uh, let's say relics like AE86s and PS13s but uh, I think it'll be a slow growing process but the good thing is from it, it doesn't affect any of our drivers and the drivers that it would have affected, they've already confirmed plans of moving into 350s three seventy Z. it doesn't cost that much to move up a, a few years in your chassis either so. and a lot of guys are looking to rebuild for 2017 already so that's good. This
1: is this might be a, a far-fetched question, but do you think that that factory teams will enter drifting?
2: Uh, probably a year off. One or two big teams coming in now at the moment. Um, yeah, there's. It, it's it's kind of funny. You've got only you've got like your Toyota, your Ford, your Mazda, and you can see they're already aligned with proper, really global drivers. Your Ford is your Van They're obviously trying to make noise in other areas of the world. Your Mazda is your Mad Mike. Your Toyota is obviously Frederick. But you have your key icons who set into each one. I don't think there's many drivers in Europe who are of that caliber that can take on a manufacturer just yet james dean probably is the standout one who is the next one to get a manufacturer but um yeah it's very close and a lot of other race teams from rallycross and gt racing have seen it as a, a way for them to spend their budget alternatively and get maximum exposure so so yeah it's think people would be surprised okay um And, uh, yeah, I think people can look at World Rallycross as well, how successful they were over the last three years. They had one or two manufacturers, and now they have six or seven. So they just produced the show the right way and delivered the manufacturers good uh, return of investment.
1: So what do you think about, like, the money issue during the the manufacturer support and the new rules? Do you think it's going to be a, a money game?
2: Yeah, well, no, I don't think it will ever... The good thing is about drifting, you can if you're an awesome driver with a really good collected car you can win any of these events you can just look at an s14 put good steering angle on it put 700 horsepower two jersey, and the good lightning uh, uh parts on the car you can win any of these events um it's a good leveler but for this sport to sustain itself we need 16 to 20 drivers that are doing this full time and we have looked and examined a lot of other motorsports and how they're turning their drivers into professionals. And the good thing about drifting is you can produce a program from anywhere from 60 to 100,000 euros and be competitive in Europe. And um, it, that is, compared to Rallycross, you need 300,000 euros for your car, and then you need to pay to run it. So it's a really cheap sport to run a driver full-time and then obviously them take wage on because... Obviously, we're going to expand to more than our 9 or 10 dates a season, and we want to do 15, 16 dates a season, so, but we've got to make sure the drivers are looked after. The teams can run this and make it cost-effective for everyone, but yeah, that's why we need to bring in more sponsors, more manufacturers, more tire sponsors, and yeah, you can see the drivers' programs are getting better year and year, so it's it's good to see, and it's I think the drivers are organically growing with us. They haven't gotten bigger so so yeah it's a good growing process but yeah we got to take into consideration the drivers very much as well because a lot of them want to do this full-time too
1: yeah it's very interesting where, where we're going and uh, it's going to be real real exciting to see where where 2016 2017 and beyond takes us so um i'm even more excited to know where we're going for 2016 do you have any tracks that you can announce
2: uh, yeah, like I said, by the time this podcast goes live, it should be um, it should be um, visible. But yeah, I think the big ones in Europe is we're kicking off at the Lydon Hill in um, Lydon Hill in the UK. It's with the BHP shows. There's already sixteen thousand people there. It's a really cool high speed circuit, two day event. That should be really good. Um, go to Ireland, which is the big UK versus um, our. IDC versus Drift All-Stars, that should be a really big event, and there's a lot of global drivers confirming for that event already. So um, the guys in IDC have done an awesome job the last two years, and, uh, yeah, combining with Dave Egan and his team should be really cool. Um, They've redone the circuit there, so it's a brand-new circuit we're going to be using. Well, it's going to be the usual Mandela layout with a cool ending to it, so it'll, it'll be different every other year. Um, we're not in Scandinavia this year we're just going to take a year break from Scandinavia um, we go up to Estonia which is a tried and tested event really good Riga which is as you know probably one of the biggest ones on the calendar
1: yeah.
2: we go down to Rice Brennan in Germany first time in Germany it's with the Europe's biggest Japanese show it's like 25,000 people um, that's on the euro Speedway sits it's, it's gonna that could be a 200 kilometer an hour drift circuit. so that could be the <laughs> fastest one we've had to date. Got the trackwood festival in Hungary, which is really big. Um, nighttime event, like 10, 15,000 people in uh, this kind of really cool rally cross circuit. Um, then all the equipment goes out to Thailand for October on Chang International Raceway, which is a brand new facility that only holds like GT racing, World touring cars, super bikes. And then uh, down to South Africa for the finals, a really cool street circuit in downtown Cape Town.
1: Oh, wow. There's a lot of tracks and a lot of cool places yeah, to go. Yeah, so we,
2: we kind of split between the International Series and the European Series, the International Series, and probably be about... Six to ten drivers doing the full campaign and then the European series. Uh, I think a lot more fresher drivers looking to uh, try and take that series.
1: All right. So, what do you uh, like? I'm interested to know the work that you do in, in getting to all these places and, and, and you know, the, the actual sweat, blood, and tears that goes into to making this happen as yeah. an event organizer.
2: The, the European stops, to be honest, are, we, we're really lucky to have a, a really good uh, bunch of uh, really uh, promising promoters and developing. So I would kind of look to stand out at events in uh, some countries and partner with them. Uh, Europe, uh, we uh, it's not going to stop yet. We have like three or four new stops for next season already on the cards. Uh, we had some we couldn't really do this year, but that would be been shell for 2017. The, in, the international ones are a lot more interesting and it's just the, the sports starting to get a lot more recognized and starting to work with like host cities and tourism boards and starting to really help it expand internationally. And, uh, yeah it's like thailand is a new one but it's had a really uh, awesome uh, gt track and then south africa has been on the cards for about three years and we finally could make it work this year and uh that should be really big but yeah it, it takes a lot of work but it's it's like i have a database of uh venue global venues i've probably been working on for three years and it's the timing is right now to go outside europe
1: and where would you want to see D.A. go in, in the next five years? What's, what's the, the ultimate place you really want to go?
2: Uh, the ultimate venue, that's a tricky one. Uh, I have one or two places down in, let's say, the Iberian Peninsula, Spain and Portugal. I've had them on my cards for three years and it would just blow people's minds. Um. Stadiums, I think, are the next stage for us uh, We want to, like we have some music festivals we're working with that we want to bring fifty sixty thousand people to each event. Um, I have a certain venue uh, in the UE we're about to launch it will blow people's minds um, i don't have I have probably five or six ones on my database that I really really want to release next season, but yeah I have a lot of them that I'm slowly releasing. We can't release all the toys in one year.
1: <laughs> no of course not and and with all the the regulations and and uh, everything going to uh, according this uh, to to accommodate all the tracks and the the cars and everything you're also you have to work with with FIA don't you
2: Yeah so as of the last year i think it's been publicly known that um, the FYA has got involved so it's come from the top of John Todd the president of the FYA, his actioned group to look at drifting because they have circuit racing, they have rally racing and they have now recognised drifting as the third fastest growing well it is the fastest growing motorsport but the third biggest piece of their portfolio so there was uh, four to five of us drafted in, and um, we meet every two months in Paris and just developing the rules. And the rules is now the rules of the sport have been developed. Uh, they should be released globally in the next month or two. Um, yeah, I think it's a good thing. A lot of people are scared of it. For us, it's quite good because it's giving us, um, let's say, a lot more legitimacy. Because uh, in the professional motorsports world, everyone still doesn't take drifting seriously whereas if we have an FIA label to it it will help us a lot more in securing whole cities Um, circuits not so much but giving us legitimization uh, I think that's where the sports really struggled and getting uh, uh, the technical rule book as well being uh, we've done quite well about getting several championships to align with us but getting the technical rule book to align more globally so my, uh, the Drift allstars rule book and Formula Drift rule book are more or less the same which is more or less like uh, Formula D and for me it's um, uh, in the Middle East is quite good because they needed uh, someone like us to come in and uh, bring in the regulations, but they need the FIA to also join with us. So the FIA have joined with us in the UAE, and now we're rolling out out across the Middle East. And um, yeah, the they've been really supportive here in the UAE and across the Middle East. They recognise drifting will get bigger than the own FIA Middle East Rally Championship. Oh wow! So. So yeah, it's it's areas like here um, was being quite helpful and uh, yeah, it can give you a lot of more legitimization. For a national level, I know a lot of people were scared of the sport affecting their championships, but um, it, I, there's actually three or four different gradients of how you uh, class the car, like a street car. There's two different levels of pro cars, um so i the foa have been quite understanding and they want to grow organically with us they don't want to take over which is why everyone was scared so i think um yeah i think it's a good thing for the sport and they've been really understanding with us so because it's not a pickup motorsport like them they can't just pick up drifting like go-karting or rallying or circuit racing there's a lot to this sport and they didn't really understand that at first but yeah it's it's really good to be on the the world working group for that
1: wow all right um i think that uh, we should wrap it up i don't want to take more of your time and and um if you uh, wouldn't mind just uh, tell us where we can find you both you and lucas on the internet where should we find you
2: um, <laughs> you can find Lucas everywhere. He's on <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, just the the, the website firstallstars.com dot com, Facebook. Being a lot more uh, active on Instagram, Snapchat is live at the events, and hopefully we'll see you guys at a lot more the events this season. We're, well, we're, I'm sure we'll see uh, crazy Magnus and uh, <laughs> the rest of the Honor crew at some stage. <laughs>
1: Definitely, and and Lucas, would you uh, would you mind uh, giving us where we can find find all of your stuff?
4: Basically, if you look at YouTube, uh, Lucas Skersas, L-U-K-S-S-K-E-R-S-A-S. E R S A S, that is uh, my YouTube name, and then uh, Instagram at Bandana Boy Drift. Uh, I post all my updates over there now. It's Instagram is really getting stronger and stronger by the day. Facebook, uh, Bandana Boy just bandana boy yeah um yeah find me on there say hello um I- i'll try to reply <laughs> as busy as i am <laughs> yeah.
1: all right um thank you so much for being on here and uh I- i'm really glad that we we got this through i know you guys are super super busy and uh you should uh, probably get back to to working your asses off definitely, yeah, definitely. It,
2: it, the working week starts tomorrow here because sunday is monday
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah.
2: right. So n- n- no fun for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right.
1: Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you during the season, and uh, I hope that everything goes as planned.
2: Okay, very good. Thanks for having us. Best of luck to you guys. Planning for your next trip? See ya. See you there. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.